Is meditation actually evil? We're going to dive in to a topic that has very many definitions and very many, like so many different word pictures. Yeah. And is it okay for Christians? Is meditation okay? That's what we're going to dive into on this episode of the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Cam Snow. And I am your co-host, Carla Snow. And this is going to be for you if you've ever encountered a business mastermind event where the topic of manifestation, meditation has come up, or maybe you have gone on a journey where your entrepreneurship journey has been quite intense and you have been uh, encouraged, if you will, yeah. to start going down that path of healing. To meditate. Yeah, yes. to meditate. Yeah, this is for you if you find yourself, if you've ever had the thought, is this okay for me to do? If you've ever received messages from church or Christian subculture in any way, shape, or form that adds doubt in your mind is if it's okay to meditate. Or if it is okay, is it okay to do it in the quote-unquote Eastern way versus the quote-unquote Christian way? We're going to dive into all of that today. We wanted to kind of frame this for like, why are we talking about this, babe? Why are we talking about this from your perspective? <laughs> from my perspective, I have such a heart for stepping out of the box that we have put ourselves in because of the pilgrims coming in, the Puritans, if you will. Mm -hmm. There are so many different things, so many tools and beliefs and practices that we either allow ourselves to be trapped in or allow like all of these incredible, beautiful things created by God to mm -hmm. just disappear and just be irrelevant or coming to like, for me, literally today, like so much of my own healing journey has been expedited by my own meditation practice. Mm. Oh yeah, we're giving it away, giving it away already. <laughs> what we know what Carla thinks already, right? Um, and it's, this didn't is, used to. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's actually the point of this is uh, we're talking. This matters for you as a recovering Christian entrepreneur because you undoubtedly have encountered this in masterminds, as Carla said, um, or you've been to events where they led you in a meditation and you felt a little conflicted about it because the facilitators weren't Christian um, or things like that. and Or tied to the law of attraction. Yeah, or tied to new age and manifestation, all of, like these other concepts that you're not comfortable with. And it matters because this can cause a lot of conflict within you. And we've had clients, uh, multiple clients, where we've had these conversations, where we're having yeah. marketing and business growth conversations. And this is right in the middle of it because as you know, mindset is such an important part of entrepreneurship. That's why we uh, named this, the subtitle for this show, our Facebook group is Money, Mindset, and Marketing. And it's because it's such a huge topic. Meditation is right in the middle of that. So if you have yeah. not already encountered mindset work um, and meditation, then you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> buckle up, buttercup. So, babe, we wanted, we wanted to... We're also... 
um, doing a little bit of a different format on this episode. We're making an attempt to be a little more structured so that we can kind of digest the golden nuggets for you as much as possible or present them in a way that's easily digestible. So what are some, what, what in your experience, I've got all kinds of thoughts to add to this. What in your experience are some of the status quo beliefs or some of the false beliefs, as you might say, that people, Christians and the church have about meditation? What are some misconceptions that you encounter with your clients? That by meditation and by association, manifestation is a way is the devil's way of trying to make you God. Mm. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And I can, I can see that that's um, there's this, there's a lot of ideas in kind of new age practices around like your divinity. And, you know, we tap into that belief as Christians because we believe that we're made in the image of God. Um, but there's always that kind of like, are we talking about the same thing kind of feeling when you're having that conversation? So that's a really good one. Uh, for me, I've heard um, it is wrong to meditate where you empty your mind. It's wrong to empty your mind. I can't believe that this is a thing. It's wrong to empty your mind because then the devil and, or demons can come in to you. You're inviting in um, spirits, basically. Have you have you not heard this? I have not. You've oh my gosh, this I, is like the main thing that I've heard about. Literally, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, dude, this episode just got way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's that that is the primary thing that I've heard for when someone says meditation is not okay for Christians. I've heard it said like that, and I've also heard it said no meditation is fine, but Christian meditation and quote unquote Eastern meditation are different. So I think it would be helpful to define this term. What is meditation? What is your definition of meditation? Put me on the spot. Man. Yeah, because I'm going to give the religious definition that I've heard. Oh, okay. You know, which I can start with that if you want. Yeah. So <laughs> my immediate thought is mm -hmm. like, <gasps> I am still in the practice of discovering more about what meditation truly is mm -hmm. but it's because... a basic function like how would you explain it to a fifth grader you take a moment to stop and be with what's right now mm. Mm -hmm. and you breathe and you connect mm. in the stillness yep and you access a different part of yourself that is different than the running voices in your head. Hmm. Yeah. Often accompanied by specific repetitive uh, practices, like um, just focusing as much of your attention as possible on your breath just on like your breathing, breathing in and out. Um, yeah. Or something else that you're doing. Like you were, you mentioned that you did a meditation today. Like what, mm -hmm. what, tell us about that experience and it'll help us inform your definition of yeah. meditation. So I guess like, I realize I should have probably thought about what I think of in terms of the 
umbrella term of meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause what I have experiences is I actually think that meditation in certain regard is actually the act of shutting up and listening. Ooh. When we as Christians uh, think of prayer, some people it's really stiff and formal and there is no actual communication with God. And then there's the other, there's the other extreme where it's all feeling of God and nothing grounded. And so for me, when uh, like there are verses throughout the Bible of like, think on these things, take every thought captive. There's all these different types of meditation that I believe is throughout the Bible that is kind of giving hints as to realness because when we think of prayer it's like homes for the pole like (laughs) it's like us being like oh my gosh like god please like looking up prayer like that's literally what i think of is like bowing down arms up Mm -hmm. like type of prayer is how i grew up like viewing prayer right and so when i think of meditation like Are you influenced by things when you don't have a regular meditation practice? Thousand percent, one hundred percent. You can, and that is kind of like the point of like, what is your intention? Uh Because if your intention is to escape, you're going to invite some not so nice things. Yeah. What do you mean? Do you mean like spiritually? Mm Hmm. Yeah, I do. Now, caveat to that. As a Christian, like, just to be clear, like, you can't actually be possessed, like. Yeah, I think we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. That's a big topic. So, for example, for today, um, I had a physical therapy appointment, uh, fun, you know, post-birth things, and as she was doing craniosacral therapy and my fresh release on me, I was meditating in a specific, there's a specific type of meditation. I like to call it vitality meditation, but it's basically, there's like a two part where rather than like emptying and just focusing on your breath, you are exhaling whatever is being released in the bodywork modality And you are inhaling something specific. So it's like you are still focusing. Visualization. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like visualization, but it's with body work combined with meditation because you're still focusing on the breath. Hmm. And the whole point is to get you super connected. And also like it is a central nervous system reset. Hmm. Yes, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, just biologically. And so I think if we just had to pull out a really simple definition of meditation, it's practicing stillness, it's practicing being with yourself, being with your emotions, being with your breath, being with your breath. And um, and for some reason, this is like this whole topic is interesting because we led with the question like, is meditation evil? Uh, which I think you can probably figure out, like obviously we don't think so. 
but there are a lot of voices out there in the religious world that say that it is. And I think part of that is because it seems to be connected um, with some Eastern religions. And which brings up this distinction that I've come across a number of times of Christian meditation versus Eastern meditation and Eastern meditation, as I've heard it defined on in Instagram comments and things <laughs> is like, as I said, emptying yourself and inviting in those not so nice things that you're talking about, like inviting in a presence, um, which never made sense to me because part of the definition of like, when you understand like being a Christian is that you are indwelt by the holy spirit like jesus is inside of you so like that doesn't make any sense to me this idea of like oh you can invite in like a demonic presence and it's like mm, i just don't i just don't see that um i'm sure like i mean if there's anybody who's got like a scriptural argument for why that could be i would love to hear it because i've never encountered it. it's all like i've and that's that's part of why um I think the question is kind of interesting because it's this idea of like, is meditation evil? But I've never seen anybody make a scriptural argument against it. I've only ever seen people be like, kind of make a fear-based argument against it and then point to verses that talk about meditation. So the Christian quote unquote meditation that I've heard is like, oh, well, Eastern meditation, you empty your mind, but Christian meditation is where you are like thinking about scripture and you're like marinating it and processing it. And I absolutely think that there is a time and place for that, where you're just sitting with the word. You're just kind of like soaking in what the Holy Spirit is telling you. But I can't at all see how that means that there's no place for stillness. Because what are we saying if we say that stillness and mindfulness in this whole activity is wrong? By definition, that's what's wrong. It's evil. So we're saying that God wants us to be busy bodies all the time. He wants us, our mind to always be going. He doesn't want your, you to ever relax. Your like, nervous system to be regulated. Right. It's insane. Once yeah. you start spinning off the, the implications of this idea. And I actually like really hate the distinction between Eastern versus Christian. Mm-hmm. Because that is also something that, like, we really care about for not just this show, but just in general, is the fact that, like, it's not either or, it's not this versus that. There's, there is a third option, which is Jesus, uh, kind of taking some liberties from one of my favorite books and using it in a different context. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> what people are actually drawing a distinction from is intent. So there's no versus this versus that because there are some Eastern practices. There is um, this specific type of meditation called Kundalini. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Kundalini meditation. And there is different Eastern practices. There's also um, yoga mantras and chants. There's all kinds of different belief systems that integrate meditation into their religion or they're just their cultural and ethnic uh fabric fabric yes yes. (laughs) and i would like for you at least for me in my own self-discovery is the fact that like setting aside our own prejudice setting aside our own views of 
whatever is attached to the word or the action or whatever it is. This really applies to a lot of things, but specifically in terms of like meditation, I never want to be like, oh, I'm practicing Christian meditation or I'm practicing Eastern meditation. No, I am meditating. Hmm. I'm taking a moment. <laughs> like I am meditating. Yeah. What is the intention? Okay, well, my intention could sound a lot like Eastern, to be honest. I definitely have been one where people have scrutinized me for the way the, of how much I embrace certain things. And it's because I am about to get super passionate. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my biggest pet peeves that we put Christianity and all religions into these little teeny tiny boxes yeah. as if God hasn't influenced every single one. And so I believe with my entire being that you can experience God everywhere. Can you also experience demons and all kinds of screwed up crap? Well, yes, you can also experience that in Christian circles. Oh my gosh, especially. So like, I guess with all of this is... The word in of itself is not evil. We have learned associations to fear things. And so if you are here being like, I am worried that if I do this type of meditation, that it's going to cause this. Okay. Totally hear you. If that is a true concern rather than a learned concern, then that form of meditation may not be for you. There's visualization, there's, there is um, vitality work, there is breath work, there is uh, stillness, there's kundalini meditation, there's yoga, breath work, and chants, and there's a word I'm forgetting on that side. Uh, there are all different types of meditations, but the ultimate thing is to be in the stillness and connect to what I believe. I believe that it is a deep connection to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And through that, with all of that, it opens up your mind and your body. It helps connect all four bodies through meditation. I believe it's how we can access all the different bodies that we have, emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical, like Mm -hmm. all of those. It is when it's like a hum. Imagine all the bodies like vibrating and then aligning together. It's why meditation is proven scientifically Mm -hmm. to alter and regulate your central nervous system and i believe it's because it's that force that is so key Mm -hmm. to so much there's and so if you just want to think about like okay well i guess it's like what's the difference between prayer uh, if it's just like still, stillness and connecting and talking, mm-hmm. 
depending on how you grew up, for me, prayer was me speaking a lot and not listening. Yeah, that's a really good distinction. Um, you just covered a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, kind of like, where do I even Ooh. like add context to all of that? Um, <laughs> we said we would follow structure. Yeah. But we also are going to lead inspired. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I think that last, let me work backwards. I was going to okay. say, you, let me you just got work it. Backwards because like, use I think your magic. That's a really powerful concept right there is that we often, Oops. like there is a relationship between <laughs> meditation and prayer, except that a lot of how we've been, how we think about prayer um, is we think about prayer as like, we're talking at God. As opposed to having a conversation and hearing from him as well. And I remember sitting in church um, the first time I heard a pastor even mention this concept several years ago, um, where he actually said, like, after you pray, stop and listen. And I was like, I'm like mm -hmm. taking notes and I like stopped and I was like, that works. <laughs> like, well, what's supposed to happen? And then I started doing it and realized that like, oh, like God is like speaking to me. And I didn't have to be reading the Bible at that moment for it to happen. And that was really important. Um, that was that was a really critical moment in my walk. Um, but to kind of like bring in like this whole idea around meditation. And I think about like the character of Jesus, right? Like there are multiple times where it says that he went away in isolation, um, went away to pray. And we miss so much because we're 2000 years removed from his life and we're in a Western culture, 21st century America, all this stuff. And so we put our, you know, our bias on what that means. But I absolutely believe that in that time and culture that Jesus was probably practicing a meditative style of prayer where he was with himself and he was with the father and he was communicating, but he was also receiving communication and he was still. And, you know, there's that passage, I think in Job where it talks about God's voice being the still small voice and not to equate that incident specifically with meditation, because there's context for how God talked about the still small voice, but there's something that happens when you quiet down and that's how I see meditation. And I think part of the reason why for me, the question is meditation evil. The answer is a resounding no is at least for me, like it was a survival strategy to start meditating. I yeah. had to do it. My mind was racing so fast. My nervous system was so activated that the idea that God wanted me to continue to have my mind racing at 90 miles an hour. And I was like, that's not God. Like there's no, there's no way that that's what God wants me to do. I'm, I have to be missing something here. And then just starting to practice getting quiet, just starting to practice, just being with myself and be like, what's all the fuss about? <laughs> Why is everybody freaking out about this, this thing where I'm just sitting and like this paranoia that I'm like, that I didn't read a scripture verse and I'm trying to hold it in my mind beforehand. Like to me, the whole question is just, and I, again, I've been on this journey for a long time. 
And so this is something that I, that I, I feel like I worked through several years ago. I was, you read my mind. Cause yeah. I was like this, we are talking so many years beyond yeah. the initial struggle, struggle and like, but it was big fight. It was a big yeah. thing at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of fear around disappointing God or doing something wrong. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So kind of going to that point of like kind of the teetering edge. It is, I know for me on my, the, my side of things, um, I am very careful with what I put in my body, what I put in and around me. Like yeah. I am always super conscious to a fault. Of what is going on around me. Yeah. And so for me, when the topic of meditation came up, I thought that it was a replacement. I thought people were trying to tell, trying to get me to replace prayer with meditation. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I rebelled on the intention yeah. Of, oh, prayer isn't working. Well, maybe you need to meditate and then law of attraction and then it... Yeah. Like I was introduced by meditation through manifestation. Yeah. That's a whole other that's episode. a whole other episode. episode. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And so for me, that was kind of like where it was coming from, where it was like uh I couldn't trust it because it was meant to replace. Or that's what I that's what I thought. Sorry. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then then I experienced meditation without someone calling it meditation. Ooh. And that's when my mind, I like felt like my mind exploded when I realized that I had been, it was like I was cutting off an entire like branch oh. of medications, oh like an entire arm of healing. Yeah. You know, it just came up for me is, um, I was kind of just like, processing what you're talking about and this thought just showed up of like well why why do we say no to stillness just generally why do we say no to silence because what is meditation and and prayer prayer i think is more comfortable for us to grapple with because you're talking you're filling the space and that's why we don't hear very much about like stopping and listening and meditation is there's not much definition besides you shut up you shut up and you sit quietly. Like when you think of meditation, you think of somebody sitting in a lotus position, probably doing this um, and saying, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the whole idea is to be quiet and listen and just be silent. And what happens, dear listener, when you get silent, Oof. you start to hear all the voices that you've been suppressing. You start to hear all the parts of yourself that have been asking for attention and that you do not want to listen to the trauma of your past, the voices in your head, all of these things that come up. And it feels to me, and this is again, another episode feels very much related to spiritual bypassing. Where mm -hmm. We're trying to use spiritual language to circumvent our emotions and get around it instead of dealing with the emotional upset that's there for us. And meditation just opens, like, does it invite things in? Yeah, it invites you in. And that's what scares us. It invites ourselves into the process. It invites all of our baggage into the process. All if, of the people that you're afraid you are. Say that again. 
all it invites all of the people that you were afraid you are. Yeah. That's what I believe the voices are. Totally. That's so powerful. And that is scary. Yeah. That is absolutely terrifying to to grapple with. And I can see why people don't want to approach meditation and why maybe out of fear they call it evil. Because to be honest, if you are not equipped or prepared to hear those voices, it can be a really intense experience to just like have all of these feelings show up. Like meditation for me, like is not just sitting quietly. Meditation is bringing the majority of your energy and your attention and your focus into what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And so you can do a lot of things meditatively. For me, driving is very meditative because I can just drive and just be like monitoring what's going on without judgment, which is another hard thing for us because we have been raised in a right and wrong culture. We have the law of God. We're right, et cetera, et cetera. And that is the biggest temptation of being a Christian is to misuse the gift we've been given of the Bible to judge ourselves to judge other people. This goes right back to the Garden of Eden and the knowledge of good and evil. That is a topic I'm really interested in for another time. But this whole thing, man, I think my message for you, the recovering Christian entrepreneur, is if you are even curious about meditation and this whole mindset thing around it, or you've done it before, but you haven't gotten results and things like that, just recognize that you are headed in the right direction. Because if you're struggling in your business, if your marketing is stuck, if your content's not resonating, you're not getting the clients you want, or you're plateaued at a certain level of growth, whatever that level is, mid six figures, seven figures, wherever you are, doesn't really matter. If you feel plateaued and you start to think maybe the problem is here, it's not another strategy, it's not more content, it's not out there, then you are headed in the right direction, my friend. And if you need help, reach out, by the way, because those are the kinds of problems we solve. But this realm of meditation is one of many different tools, and it just, it comes like, many thoughts going through my mind. What does God care about more than anything? What do you think? <laughs> I'm on a monologue right now and I'm, I'm bringing you into it. I know. I was preparing myself for the monologue. What does God care about more than anything? He says it all throughout the scriptures. He says, I desire mercy. I desire a contrite heart more than sacrifices. There's a, there's a verse that I'm butchering at the moment. I think it says, I, uh, a broken heart or a contrite heart is more valuable to me than all the sacrifices. He cares about the heart. Always has. That's what he does not care about the forms and the functions of the thing. He cares about you as a good father does. And I think we miss this. We get caught up in all the. Or our physical on this plane father might not be the greatest. Yes. And so we have a twisted view. Yeah. Of what that even means. Yeah. Absolutely. And so unconditional love is something that is uh a fairy tale. Yeah. And that just brings it right to the crux of the issue. 
is like, who do you think God actually is? Do you think, do you think that God who called you into this business that you're in right now or are working towards, do you think that he, his will for you as his child is to never rest Hmm. is to always have your mind going because we know that's not true because God literally built into our daily or our weekly rhythm at every week. There's one day where God says, no, that's just for rest. The Sabbath Sabbath is hugely important in Jewish culture. It's hugely important for us. Yeah. The idea of rest. And, and so this idea of like, I think that meditation in communion with Jesus meditation and communion with the Holy spirit is one of the most beautiful things. And so my answer is absolutely not. No, it's not evil, (laughs) (laughs) but like anything, anything, it can be used for evil. Even prayer can be used for evil. You can pray curses on somebody. You can pray for somebody's downfall when you're, when Jesus says to love your enemies. So meditation is absolutely not evil. And that's my answer. So what do we do going forward with this whole idea? What what do we want to say to this recovering Christian entrepreneur who's listening? Who's like, okay, I'm open to it. I'm open to the idea. What should they do? Carl is the expert on this, by the way. I was like, what's your number? Yeah. So, and you just had a coaching conversation with a client like last week about this exact topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that everybody should have some type of a meditative practice, especially in this day and age, especially in this world where we are overstimulated 24 seven. Yeah. Now meditation is a lot of things, but one thing that is so vital is it helps to regulate your central nervous system. And regardless on your views of the word meditation or any of the following pictures that come into mind, Mm. there is, You have access to it because thankfully God is bigger. So much bigger. So much bigger. Way bigger. Uh, I mean, I would say depending on like what you are looking for, what you are struggling with, there are different paths that you can take. And so I would immediately say like bring up the question in our Facebook group because I'm sure there's so many people who have recordings, different things like that. I know I have my own breathwork and meditative recordings and I should do more. Yeah. It's kind of like a side note. We should should create a little opt-in for people to download because Carla's got a great meditation voice. You don't really use it on the podcast, but like (laughs) it's it's really intense. (laughs) She just like lulls you into this relaxed state. I think, yeah. I think the principle is like anything, bring it to God. Just bring it to him. You're like, Lord, I want to meditate. There's a part of me that feels like I was instructed that it's wrong. And I just want to 
I just want to honor that part. And I want to give that to you. I want to surrender that part of myself to you and just know that my heart is, my heart is in the right place. My heart is aligned with your purposes. Please show me what that's going to look, what what that can look like. And that's it. And there is an element of, if you don't know why it's an issue for you, then Mm. you can't just let it go. Mm. Because you've got to find the thing that you're holding on to, to let it go. So there's also an element of like, okay, if you're really struggling with this, what does it mean for you? Or what do you see? Or who are you thinking of? Or what is your association? Like, What are other people going to say if you tell them you meditate? Yeah, get curious about that. And we aren't here to be like, you should meditate. I mean, we highly encourage, but we aren't here to say... Yeah, like find what's right for you. And we are just here. And we've probably said this so many times on this show, but like <laughs> get curious and open your mind to the possibility and the knowledge that God is so much bigger than the little box that we tend to put him in. Yeah. Because yes. no, like no condemnation. We all have finite brains. So like there's only so yeah. much that we can understand. Good point. <laughs> so like at some level we all put them in a box yeah it's, we all do i i do it every each and every day and his and he's always breaking that box and you have to let him do that yeah you can hold on to your box or you can let god break it and you'll build a new one and he'll break that one and that's kind of the christian life <laughs> he's constantly showing you this bigger as c.s lewis said in the chronicles of narnia he's not a tame lion Speaking mm. of Aslan. Yeah. I love that name. Mm-hmm. So if you want to continue the conversation, we are in the Facebook group at bit.ly slash recovering entrepreneur group. And we actually have oh yeah, creating Thursday, connections. Creating connections is on Thursday. So at 7 30 p.m. Central Time, we are going to gather on Zoom. The link is inside the Facebook group. And it's basically a way to meet other entrepreneurs, other Christians, people who are also going through a disentanglement of their faith journey, understanding the difference between religion and Jesus, and who are entrepreneurs. And it's a place for you to connect on a faith level, on a business level, meet new friends, partners, collaborators, or clients. Don't limit yourself. Show up um, and meet some people. And like in terms of business activities, this is a really aligned business activity that you can be doing. Yeah. Um, and if you're not watching this when uh, the episode drops. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> just That's on April 13th, I think is this Thursday. I hope. But it's the second Thursday of every month. Yeah. Second Thursday of every month. Um, but we have something going on each week. So get connected into the Facebook group. We yeah. will always have a place for you and if this has sparked something even greater or deeper just like let us know we would love to not just get to know you but also hear your own thoughts on the matter uh because yeah this question was prompted by a viewer yeah and and by real real clients conversations about this topic because it starts to show up 
in your business. It will affect your business. If this is a thing for you, it is already affecting your business. And I promise you, it is already costing you money. It is already costing you sales. It is costing you leads. Not just because, and I'm not saying that because you're not meditating. It's because you're spending energy fighting whether or not you should. Just make a decision. Either you're, you are. And not also not having a practice of regulating not. your, your yeah. nervous system. And so there's uh, probably a whole other episode. So we're going to, totally. we're going to land this plane right here. Thank you for listening. Our dear, our dear friends, reco- recovering Christian entrepreneurs. We do this work because we need it just as much as you to continually yeah. be discovering the beauty of Jesus past the confines of religiosity and legalism and discovering what it really means to have a business and a calling that you feel you are to pursue. So amen to that. Thank you. (laughs) So we'll see you all later in the next episode. Bye.